What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Present the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly Reefer Radio Rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry culture movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 25th year and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a hempcrete fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle. My goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30 30- increments. Today's guest on Hampersen is California cannabis connoisseur and vocal anti-proposition 64 crusader, Dragonfly De La Luz, who'll be joining me in about 60 seconds. There are multiple states poised to see demonstrative reforms this election cycle. In Arizona, California, Maine, Massachusetts, and Nevada, voters will cast ballots on legalizing the recreational use of cannabis. In four other states, Arkansas, Florida, Montana, and North Dakota, voters will decide on medical cannabis, which is already legal in nearly half the U.S. There may be no more important state in a position to legalize cannabis than California, one of the world's top regional financial producers, and polling indicates that's about to happen, with the entire West Coast likely to become the cannabis-friendly bastion of the North American continent. The proposed California legislation that's vying for a win is called the Adult Use of Marijuana Act, or Proposition 64. Prop 64's website calls the proposed legislation, quote, a consensus-based measure on recognized best practices to control rate 
tax responsible adult use, sale, and cultivation of marijuana in California. It goes on to say that age that adults age 21 plus will be allowed to possess marijuana, grow small amounts at home for personal use. Sale of cannabis will be legal and highly regulated to protect consumers and kids. It says that cannabis will be tracked, controlled, regulated, and taxed that will no longer be criminalized responsible adults or incarcerating children. It says it includes the toughest in the nation protections for children, protects workers, small businesses, millions of dollars annually in reduced taxpayer costs, and raise up to $1 billion in new tax revenues annually. An impressive amount of the leading reform organizations in California and the nation have gotten behind Prop 64, but not everybody is in support of the measure. There's a variety of law enforcement, drug treatment, and parent groups. The California Police Association, Chiefs Association, State Sheriff's Association, it's a surprising number of local cannabis patients and growers opposing the, ma- the measure for big corporate industry to swoop in and dominate the playing field, as might have happened in some other states that have legalized already. Journalist and activist Dragonfly De La Luz has been championing the cause of patients and actively opposing the corporatization of cannabis since California's Prop 19 was introduced in 2009. She openly opposed California's last big push for legalization with her Stoners Against Proposition 19 campaign, which is credited with having helped defeat the initiative. Appeared in Cannabis Now, West Coast Cannabis, Skunk, Kush, Cannabis Culture, the Journal of Educational Medical Marijuana, and others. Rising cannabis star in Peter Hecht's Weedland, Dragonfly was named by Skunk Magazine as one of the most influential women in weed, and she's joined me today. Welcome, Dragonfly, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Hi, Vivian. I'm so happy to be with you today. Yes, thanks for taking time out. Your bio refers to you as one of the first industry insiders to oppose the of cannabis. What makes you an industry insider, and what, in your opinion, does the corporation of cannabis describe? Well, I've been a part of the cannabis industry since 2007 um, as a journalist, and I've been an activist uh, since that time as well, um, actively promoting the normalization of cannabis. And I, when I, what I mean by the corporatization of cannabis is that currently, as an industry, is spread out among hundreds of thousands of major players um, that are um, small farmer based. Um, it's there, there's no, there's no monopoly on cannabis here. There's no Walmart of cannabis here. There's no Philip Morris of cannabis. Um, it's all small farmers. It's all mom and pop. Um, and there are a couple of, you know, bigger ones, but, um, but because of the way California's initiative is designed, or at least Prop 215 is designed as a nonprofit, um, it hasn't, you know, it hasn't attracted that kind of like corporate um, interest um, until now. Um, and what I mean by uh, corporatization is simply that, um, you know, uh, one of the two major backers of Prop 64 is Justin Hartfield. He's the original founder of Weed Maps, and he has expressed his interest in becoming the Philip Morris of cannabis. So by having extremely large warehouses. Actually, Prop 64 would permit warehouses of unlimited size to grow an unlimited number of plants. And that kind of competition would lead to the corporatization of cannabis in short order because very few people would be able to compete with, uh, with something so large. Uh, they, would, they would drive the prices down so low that most small farmers would be priced right out of business. Tenet. Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom, who convened a blue ribbon panel on legalization last year, as you know, supports Prop 64, as does California Medical Association, Democratic Party, California NAACP, ACLU of Washington, 
California Cannabis Industry Association, Drug Policy Alliance, MPP, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, National Normal. What are your primary reasons for opposing the measure, and why do you think that all those influential groups are supporting it? You know, that's a great question, and I have to say that my primary reason for opposing it I spoke to the California Democrats because I thought it was exceptional that they would support uh, this initiative because it's not a very written initiative, um, and, it, and it, it's, it kind of promotes things that are against what the California Democratic Party would be in support of. And so when I spoke to their media contacts um, and I asked if, uh, if they had read the initiative or supporting it, he said, that's a good question. I don't know, and that's not required. Um, I also know that Judge Gray um, out of Southern California, who's also been a proponent of legalization since, or at least of recreational legalization, um, at least since Prop 19, um, and a debate, or on a set on a panel recently in the last month or so, and someone asked him if he had read the initiative, and he said that he had not. This is a Judge Jim Gray. Um, so I think that's probably the main reason that a lot of people are supporting it. They are, instead of reading it for themselves, they're looking at perhaps um, the Prop 64 Or they're reading, reading, reading the, descript, the description of it. Exactly. And even the – exactly. Rather than reading the initiative itself, because it's not the description of an initiative that becomes codified into law. It's only the initiative itself. And even the description that you read, Vivian, um, which I know was taken from the Prop 64 website, it, it has things in there that simply are not true. It says that um, – you, you mentioned that it, it claims to protect workers. There's nothing in that initiative that's about to protect workers. Um, the only thing that's in there that refers to workers at all um, says employers are still allowed to fire or, or um, to fire or not hire people based on their cannabis use. So that that offers zero protection for workers whatsoever. Um, well, but well, by claiming, well, what about the what about the, the what about the bigger? The bigger struggle, the the national struggle, legalized. Keith Strop, the founder of Normal, said he believed that victory in California would signal a point of no return for legalization movement. So, you know, if you're successful and Prop 64 is defeated, there'll be no change in the law. There'll be no home grow, no possession of an ounce. People keep going to jail. You okay with that? What's the alternative? Well, it, I think that's a, mis- a misunderstanding that most people have um, about the state of California. I think. People think, well, if you don't legalize, then what's the alternative? And they use their own context for that. California doesn't have the same context as anywhere else in the nation. Um, People are already allowed to possess an ounce without going to jail, without um, being arrested. It's a non-arrestable infraction in California as of 2011, and it carries with it the same um, stigma as home grow is not legal. uh, Well, that's technically, I wouldn't say that's exactly um, you can legally grow an unlimited number of plants in California today um, with Prop 215. Prop 215 has legalized home growth. For non-patients? And, uh, no, you, but I mean everyone. What about, what about the millions of non-patients in California that smoke, though, that want um, well, to smoke some pot? Well, you know, um, I, I don't believe – I really don't believe that there's a single person in the state of California who wants to smoke because um, becoming a patient is as, as simple as, uh, you know, walking into an office and being there for 10 minutes, paying $35 and leaving. And then you're suddenly allowed to grow an unlimited number of plants. Um, you're suddenly allowed to carry up to three pounds on your person legally. 
So um, there, I, I, I would imagine that there's no one that wants to take advantage of that who hasn't. As far as um, um, people still going to jail if Prop 64 doesn't pass, very few people are in jail for cannabis. This is California. It's not Arkansas. It's not Alabama. It's, we've got the most progressive pot laws in the nation. I would say even more progressive than Washington and Colorado. Um, so nobody goes to jail for carrying an ounce. I was I was publicly against I-502 when it was proposed in my state. I didn't like the no home grow program DUI provisions. I thought we could do better. But it passed by a large margin. And now in my state that 7 million adults can walk into a pot shop, buy up an ounce of weed, walk out. I don't know that I would take it away if I could roll everything back to where it was. You must have a nice collection of haters by now. Uh, I know I certainly still have haters from the 502 thing. Does that bother you? What would you say to the people who feel that you're denying them the freedoms that medical marijuana patients have enjoyed for years? Um, but no one's denying anyone that right. That's that's the beautiful thing. It, it was literally written so that everyone could take advantage. You don't have to be, um, I know like, for example, in Arizona, um, to, um, to partake in the medical industry, you have to be terminally ill. You have to have something like AIDS or cancer. It's not that way in California. Um, stress is, uh, is a viable for getting a doctor's recommendation. Um, having trouble getting to sleep, not having much of an appetite. Really, you know, basic reasons that literally everyone has to deal with. So nobody has to lie to get their prescription. They simply have to, um, to check in with themselves and feel, well, what, what is it that, that, you know, cannabis can help me with? Um, and, and then they're legally allowed to... So there's no like there's no barrier to, to participation now, but there would be if Prop 64 passes to a certain degree. So that, nag- grows, that, and- that nagging that nagging hangnail, right? <laughs> right. I. Uh- <laughs> I'm, yeah, stuck. Uh-huh. I'm speaking to Dragonfly De La Luz, and the topic is Prop 64. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws. Hear our first word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back for our second installment in just a second. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA Seed to Sale Show, the largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver, will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannovation and Canatech Awards. Register before October 28th for $300 savings at SeedToSaleShow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. 
SeedToSaleShow.com or 888-409-4418. We don't limit how much you smoke, and we don't limit where you listen. Cannabis Radio is now on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Presents with Dragonfly De La Luz. Dragonfly Marijuana, Prop 64's literature says it fully maintains existing privileges of medical marijuana patients, extends new protections, including exempting patients with voluntary ID cards from state sales tax, capping fees for the cards at 100 bucks, with waivers for medically indigent adults, that patients will have unique identifiers rather than their name, ensuring that patients cannot lose their custodial parental light rights for lawful use of medicine. What specifically are you concerned about regarding medical marijuana and Prop 64? Because I know that's a big focus. Uh, it is a big focus, and and you are correct that that um, Prop 64 does offer some protections for Prop 215, but they are not enough. And specifically, it does not um, patients' right to grow. Um, I, I understand that many proponents say that it does, and they are simply either misquoting the initiative or deliberately trying to. Um, be deceptive. I can't quite tell, but I can tell you that um, the section that um, that makes this very clear is 11362.2. Um, now, 11362.1 um, says that um, cultivation and says that Prop 215 patients would not be subjected to the rule of 11362.1. But 11362.1 is itself governed by another section which says that cultivation will be subject to certain restrictions, including operating um, in accordance with local ordinances, which means if if a local county um, bans cannabis or requires that you grow it in a slum, not more than six living plants may may be cultivated. And and it says standing any other law. So keep in mind also that this initiative is extremely and very deliberately convoluted. Um, so at various points, it might say, this sec- nothing in this section, quote unquote, nothing in this section um, pertains to Prop 215. And the proponents of Prop 64, like uh, Chris Conrad, for example, all use that quote and say, look, it says nothing in this section. But when you read what that section is, that section only refers to use. So yeah, that's great. So there's nothing in the, the possession and use section um, that overrides Prop 215. Great. So that means we can still use cannabis anywhere, tobacco smoking. But it appears to be that that's the only right that, that's retained. Um, the section that refers to cultivation is in a completely different section, and there is not that exemption in that section. Well, and so I, I believe that, that uh-huh. currently medical cannabis can be smoked wherever tobacco can be smoked in the streets and public areas in California. But under Prop 64, it will only be legal to imbibe in licensed outlets when authorized by local governments, which will limit where patients can imbibe. And it also defines vaporization for you. That, right, that's that, that that's, is that's something that would concern me is that it's going to limit where patients can actually smoke pot. And not just patients. I mean, that, that's, that's a concern in a general way um, as well for people that are economically disadvantaged. Um, because you know, on, on, that, on, that, consider- 
And, and, and on that, you said that Proposition 64 will be specifically hard on poor urban communities, but proponents say any suggestion that patients' will, prices will decrease when the market's fully legal and regulated. Uh, what are you most concerned about on the low-income population? Actually, um, not, not so much about what they would have to pay. I, I do think that price is going to increase because, if anything, just because of the taxes, taxes could be upwards of 30% added on to already, the already high price of cannabis. But with economically disadvantaged people, they often live in housing where it's illegal to um, smoke anything that's federally illegal in, inside the government housing um, facilities. So in order to um, smoke cannabis, people would literally have to step outside of their home and smoke outside, which is common right now, very commonplace. But um, under Prop 64, that would suddenly be highly illegal. Um, and uh, not only would people be... Oh, people be um, um, subjected to uh, fines and essentially misdemeanors for public smoking, but they also would would face um, losing government assistance because um, under federal law, um, any misdemeanor makes individuals ineligible for government assistance, which includes public housing, student aid. And so so this having this ban on public smoking um, negatively impact African Americans um, that are that live in urban, um, economically disadvantaged areas more than any other group, I would think. And they may end up in the same situation that a tourist in Washington State is in, where you can buy the pot, but you have nowhere to smoke it. Exactly. Oh, and moreover, um, even though Prop 64 would um, would reduce the penalties um, for certain things, certain offenses. If you've committed that offense three or not committed, but if you get caught committing where the third time that you commit this offense or get busted for committing it, um, then you are facing up to four years in state prison. And who gets arrested for the same uh, for the same offense repeatedly? People that live in highly heavily policed neighborhoods, and that is only. Um, the uh, urban poor, the economically disadvantaged people. Four years in state really describes something that's legal much, does it? It really doesn't sound legal if that's (laughs) that's the penalty. (laughs) Your website, I believe, states that by allowing unlimited mega grows with such limited resources, Prop 64 is poised to destroy the environment. But Prop 64's site says that statewide regulations mandating environmental regulation, enforcement, restoration, protect the state's natural resources, creates environmental regulations for efficient use of water and safe use of pesticides. How does Prop 63... Specifically, um, by allowing unlimited mega growth. Um, because, as you know, any form of agriculture requires a lot of water. And unfortunately for us in California, we're in the worst drought in 500 years. CBS has come out and said that there are certain cities in the Central Valley area that could be wiped off the map due to the drought and that people in this area are fleeing because there's no drinking water. They're living under, quote, unquote, third world conditions. And this is from CBS. And that even some of the people are leaving and fleeing to Mexico to find work. That's how bad it's gotten in, in certain areas of California. So um, I, I, only, it, it, I, I uh-huh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say so. It does. A, that's one of the things that's um, very deceptive about Prop 64. It makes it sound like oh, they're going to incorporate environmental protection, but it, it, 
one of the most important ones is the, is the drought, and that one gets completely overlooked. Um, just doing the simple math, the RAND preparation says that one plant, one pot plant requires uh, 1.4 gallons of, um, sorry, requires six gallons of water. Um, and if you just do the math, I mean, for, for, um, for a corporate grow that has 180,000 square feet, which is not gigantic by, you know, by warehouse standards, would require over 1 billion, with a B, gallons of water per year. And we simply don't have that. And there's absolutely nothing in Prop 64 um, that discusses um, where we're going to get the water to support all of these um, extremely um, large corporate megagrows. With the small farmers, you know, it's, it's a smaller amount. It's spread out over, you know, a larger swath of people have wells, et cetera, et cetera, because um, they have a limited number of plants. In the state of Colorado, it doesn't matter how big your space is, you're limited um, with, like, with how, many, how many actual plants you can grow. And certainly, if they didn't have those limits, they would probably be in a serious drought as well, just because growing cannabis requires an obscene amount of water. So by having unlimited, just that word alone, like unlimited is unsustainable. And so by having um, corporate mega grows grow without limitation, that alone is like a nail in the coffin for environmentalists anyway in California. And my time is not unlimited either, so we're going to take our second pause, listen to a word from our sponsors, advertisers, come back for our final questions with Dragonfly De La Luz. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Legal to listen to all over the world. We're just not sure about France. Cannabisradio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio for our final segment with Dragonfly De La Luz. Dragonfly, you're kind of developing a reputation for being kind of a professional anti-legislation uh, activist. Has there, uh, has there been legislation in California that you have supported? Or do you work on oh, legislation absolutely. that you would support? Uh, um, yeah, there has been legislation that I've been 100% behind and, and remain so 
um, the California Cannabis Hemp and Health Initiative that was initially started by Jack Herrera. Um, that initiative is, is designed for the people, not corporations. Um, and that's definitely the preference here. Um, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to get behind an initiative that only favors corporations. <laughs> I'm not what are you, you going to do if it's not, it's, it's not looking great for you? only looks like it's probably going to pass. What, what are you going to do? Uh, how's life going to be if Prop 64 becomes law for you? Well, you know, honestly, it's 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 my life personally will, will be fine. I I'm one of the one one of the people that actually stands to gain from recreational legalization. To be honest, um, so it's it's you know it there's certainly no like um, selfishness coming you know from from me in terms of like um, being against it. It's simply because it's it's wrong. It's under the bus. It's wrong to take patients um, um, a right to cultivate as much as they need away from them. Um, they're the ones we wouldn't have no, no state in the union would have any, um, positive marijuana laws. It's not for the patients who may be sacrificed and who literally have died, you know, to, to make this a reality for us. And I just think it's unfair for them. And, and I will, um, I, I will always support fairness and it, no matter what the legislation says, I'm going to support fairness. Um, even if that means I personally lose out. Um, I will support fairness. Now, if Prop 64 passes, you know, like I said, I stand to gain. But I still think that it's a, a terrible initiative that a lot of people are going to be um, hurt by. And I think um, people, you know, just like with Washington State. Mm-hmm. I got to go, Dragonfly. But uh, Well, thank you so much. Pleasure to be on your show. You bet. Thanks so much for taking time out. One thing you'll never hear me do is demonize people who disagree on the nuts and bolts of legalization because this shit is extremely complicated. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dragonfly. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Vivian. All right. Take care. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hempersent on CannabisRadio.com. That's the week, and here it is. I'd rather get my ass bit by a piranha than smoke marijuana, and that is a memorable yet unsourced unquote from thefreshquotes.com. That concludes this installment of Hempresent on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco in the control room and all of the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance strong, stand tall, and took it easy and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stuck Bush, and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! THC! Sweet sativa! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.